Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Collective Podcast. This is your host, J-Dub. Excited to be back. This is the flip side, second of a two-part college fantasy pod with our guest here, DC. So have it on the flip side and we'll, we'll get into the content. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Don't get you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. Okay, we're back on the flip side. This is the second part of a two-part series on uh, kind of getting you prepared for your college fantasy football draft. If you're not doing it, you should check it out. It's, it's fun. We, we do it in a very low-impact way. I think it's great for just understanding what's the next generation of stars at the NFL level. If you're really mm-hmm. into college, I mean, there's a bunch of people in our college league who, who I, as far as I know, don't play like really competitive pro league. Yeah. Um, and they're really into it, you know? So if you're really into college, it's great. So welcome DC again. Um, Thank you. What do you, uh, what do you want to start with? Let's start with, let's start with the impact, the the freshmen. I think those are, people are a little bit more attuned to that. Yeah. Transfers. And I will say before you start, transfers is where you're going to make your mint in actual fantasy, because those are experienced players that are filling specific needs and we'll call out some, and by the way, some of the best programs out there are using transfers at key positions like Notre Dame yeah. has a transfer quarterback who's going to be pretty good and someone you're going to want to know about. And that's happening all over the place in college football now because you can transfer on a moment's notice. So on yeah. that note, we're going to start with high impact freshmen. What do you, who do you want to call out? Who, who are you excited about? I, I know that you're high on Evan Stewart from Texas A&M. I think he's going to have a massive year. He's, yeah. Obviously, he's on quite a few radars, but I think that he's going to have a big year. There's also the Texas that's going to start opposite Xavier Worthy. I forget his Let me name. Call me Malcolm Williams. Malcolm Williams. Yeah. Big guy. 6'3", yep. 220. Um, I think that he's he's a good prospect. I think that he's going to catch a lot of 50-50 balls from, from Archie. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I, one, one, by the way, one, one correction. Evan Stewart was a uh, top two or three overall recruit last year. So he played last year. Oh, so he did play last year. Yeah, he did play last year and he played okay. I think he had four or 500 yards, but as a true freshman, so he rolls in and he is expected to be, I mean, he was, you know, you go look at him. He's a guy that translates nicely to the NFL. Cause I think he's like four two twenty. He's, he's strong, really strong base and he's electric. Yeah, and I'll throw out a couple names here uh, as as uh, freshmen. These are top freshman recruits in really nice situations. Some of these guys are going to play. Some of these guys mm-hmm. aren't going to play. So just be aware of that when you're thinking about it. So Dante Moore, top recruit, came out of Michigan, came out of Detroit, was recruited by all the major schools, went to is going to UCLA. He is kind of your next cannon arm, dual threat guy. Yeah, I'm clear if he's going to start, but he's in the mix. And if he does start, he he should be pretty electric, especially playing with Chip Kelly. USC yeah. got a guy who is not going to start this year, but he's very exciting. Right up there with Dante Moore, named Nelson Malachi. So he's an interesting yes. guy to keep keep on keep yeah. on your radars. Both those guys are bigger recruits, more sought after than Arch Manning, which is which is the Texas guy who has the obviously he's got yeah. the name and you know for all we know he'll be the next president of the United States because he's got the he's got the pedigree. Um, yeah. And Arch is not going to start. I think they already said he most likely will will redshirt. He's behind a former five star overall. Is that yours? Quinn Ewers, yeah, who's yeah. a guy we could have named on the the previous pod because he's definitely up there in the top ten or fifteen quarterbacks, and he could have said yeah. if Texas takes that leap. 
So those are guys I would call out. I think at the running back position, guys, uh, one other quarterback, Jackson Arnold at Oklahoma. People are very yep. excited about him as well. And he could play early. Um, another guy that's kind of off the radar, wasn't a top recruit, but he's getting great pub from Nick Saban and could surprise people and start this year is Dylan Lonergram. He was a four-star, like top 75. Huh. Uh, apparently that the, the guys ahead of him have, underwhelmed in in camp and he's not named a starter and he keeps helping dylan so who knows unlikely but just call that out at running back some of the guys i i saw and you're just looking at the scouting services but also looking a little bit in the camp um you could tell i did a little bit of research this past week yeah our draft cedric baxter is yeah i had him circled as well yeah top running back from uh, texas so he could get some playing time justice hayes is Mm. alabama Ruben Owens, Texas A&M, Trey Benson. Yeah. Trying to think there's, you know, there's a guy, the other guy to call out, by the way, this is an really interesting one. And he was drafted by Crotch and the CPAFL. Uh, yeah. I really wanted him. This guy is listed as tight end, at least in fan tracks, but he's really a, he's a wide, wide receiver. He's like 6'4", 235 and is a track star. So set all kinds of track records in the hundred meter, 200 meter, the high school level. Top yeah. five-star recruit. I think he was like 20th overall and he's, he's making waves in camp. His name is Nicholas Harbor. Um, yeah. His name is not spelled Nicholas. It's like a N Y K O S or whatever. Um, Great so be, be aware of him because he plays tight end. He actually could have value immediately. Any other names you want to throw out? Think situation um, you want to talk about that. They have, Oklahoma has a running back Gavin Sawchuk. Yeah. I think that he could get some carries as a freshman. I don't know that he's going to have a, a huge year, but I think that he's a t- player we're going to be talking about next year. So if you're in any of those leagues where you you, you carry scholarships as or or red shirts, then that, that might be something that you that you look at. the the other ha- The other one I had was the Tennessee Cameron Selden. I, I think that he could. He's listed as a running back, wide receiver. He could get some carries. And then one other one, Zach Evans from Minnesota. Uh, he is going to be filling that slot for Mo Ibrahim, who went to the NFL. And he's going to share with Sean Tyler, who is a transfer from Western Michigan. I think those two are going to be combining for over 2,000 yards. I think that they're going to hand the ball off a lot in Minnesota. That's nice. One I, I should we'd be remiss for leaving out is Roderick Robinson. He was a five-star guy running back at Georgia. And for those of you not paying close attention, which I suspect most of you aren't, unless you uh, follow Georgia football or SEC, the Georgia's number one recruit at running back last year, Branson Robinson, um, not related to to Roderick. He tore, I think he tore his ACL or tore his Achilles. And so he's out for the season. Oh, wow. Uh, so we're talking, Branson was like number three on the list. I think Roderick's on the depth chart. I think Roderick's four or five right now. So he likely not going to get a bunch of time. Yeah. Blow teams out. So he'll get some touches, but to your point, if you're in a league where you can stash a guy, which we do in our league, he's an interesting name to keep in mind. Is Bucky Irving a true freshman? I don't know. He's the he's no, the, I think he's yeah, the Oregon guy. He's I think he's a sophomore. Yeah, I think so too. So those would be mine. Oh, one other that I got called out, I read somewhere and and or just had a insider call out was true freshman slot guy, but really dynamic is a guy at Oklahoma named Jaquez Petaway. So I heard him okay. called out. So be aware of him as well. Again, he's a he's deep. I don't think he's going to play a lot. I, he might be their starting slot receiver, but it's hard to get good productivity as a slot and at the yeah. level. So 
As far as um, fresh other freshman prospects, I'm I'm kind of keeping the track. There's two got two wide receivers from SC, Zach Branch and Makai Lemon. Um, the, both five star guys, yep. freshmen. I think that that they could have a breakout year. I don't know that they're going to have the 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 massive years like like the upper class of or of wide receiver, but they're gonna they're gonna have a nice seasons as well. Yeah, the, the feedback on Zach Branch or Zachary Branch, I think sometimes he, he like yeah. by, has been really positive. But to your point, they're so deep at, at SC at wide receiver. I think they've got three guys that are potentially day one, day two picks there right now. So yeah. It's a, it's a deep squad. Let's go, let's pivot to transfers. So yeah. who, who are some transfers you're excited yeah. about and you would want to call out? Yeah. I have three running backs that I I like is uh, on transfer. I mentioned Sean Tyler came from Western Michigan. He's he's going to be kind of probably one A in that in that battery uh, or that committee in Minnesota. I think he's his size will will help him there. Ramon Davis from Kentucky. He came from Vanderbilt. He had a good season there. I think he I think he went over a thousand yards and he was backing up Cavazier Smoke. Another great name. Um, it is a great name. <laughs> Devin Leary from NC State actually transferred over to Kentucky as well, and so they're going to have that. They're going to have a good quarterback play. And then my other guy is Alton McCaskill. He was a Houston transfer. He's at Colorado now. He blew out his knee, I believe, in training or in in camp. So he didn't actually play last season. But I know that Dion was speaks very highly of him and was it was really recruiting him in the transfer portal. So it'll be interesting to see how he's used. He could have a big year as well. Yep. Okay. It's good. I've got a couple here. I teased this earlier, but Notre Dame quarterback Sam Hartman came from West Virginia. Or sorry, came from West Forest and highly productive. Obviously, elevate talent. Notre Dame. He could be he'd be very productive and could could definitely be a pro a solid pro prospect. The other one, top recruit years ago, who just never kind of made it work in Clemson is DJ. I can't even pronounce his name, but but DJ Ula Kulia. And he's at Oregon State. So, yeah. you know, if you're in a multi-year league and you only do power five conference guys, you know, maybe it's maybe this is a guy you only get one year of because Oregon State, you know, who knows where they end up in 2024. But I, I like him. He's always been pretty talented. He had a lot of yeah. pressure in the first couple of years. Um, but it'll be playing in a much lower pressure situation. Yeah. And then one I'll throw out that I think is a little bit under the radar is a guy that came from Ball State, transferred to UCLA, okay. Carson Steele. It's a running back. Yes, running back. Yes. He is insanely, insanely strong. Like yeah. Mike Allstott, you know, um, trying to think of the other Peyton Hillis style. He's that type of guy. He's a white guy, big, big, strong guy. So I, that guy could that that could definitely be a shock or a surprise in terms of just putting up big numbers and he's supposed to share with forget the guy's name, but there's another guy that was there who's returning as well. So that'll be an interesting one. Yeah. Any others you want to call out? None that jump top of mind. Yeah. There's so many. I think the one thing about this, this transfer situation is, you know, and you mentioned actually earlier, because both technically the guy at LSU transferred the year before. Yeah. uh, Jaden Daniels. I'll call it the guy in Arizona State. He was the top recruit, technically, yeah. and I think went for one year to Miami and then now transferred to Arizona State. He's going to be the That's starter, right. a very dynamic quarterback. So he's interesting to pay attention to. 
that's probably about it. I will say this yep. is an area, though, in the first week or two of the season, people want to be paying attention to productivity and that's box right. scores and, and usage. And I think this is an interesting year. You know, we've got, you know, who, who who would you say the top three or four programs are in the country perennially every year? Like the last four. Yeah. It's I mean, it's Bama, LSU, Georgia. Oklahoma's had some good years. Michigan's been there. Ohio State, obviously. So you've got, I, I kind of teed that up, but you've got Ohio State and Alabama who have not declared who their starter is. And they're actively saying it might go into the regular season where they're rotating guys. Like, yeah, think about that. You've got two programs that put up, you know, basically pinball numbers, like great fantasy numbers, top five almost every year. I mean, Alabama's literally been top five. I think they've been in six of the last eight title games, I think I saw recently. And I think they played in seven of the last eight years in the kind of final four BCS. And then Ohio yep. State's been, you know, probably second closest to that. It's a really interesting year in that regard too, because you just got, you got guys transferring in or out. I think both in, I know in Alabama's case, they had someone transfer in they thought would be the starter and has not lived up to the expectations. So what, what, what's the yeah. one program you'd say, I'll just throw this out to you. What's the one program that you're expecting to kind of surprise this year, power five school that's going to way outperform. I, I don't know that it's, it's a surprise, but I think that Oregon is going to have a good year. I think that they, they have a possibility I, uh, of kind of getting to that national championship game. Uh, I, I think that a lot of people are picking USC, but I think Oregon's going to have a good year. They've got a lot of talent. Bo Nix landing in his second year. I think that is they're going to make a leap. Yep. Okay, good. I'll, I'll make one that's probably not surprising, but yet I think it's pretty bold and you just think at the look at the details, but I think Colorado gets to like eight-ish wins. Oh, wow. And is in a real, not they're not going to be New Year's Day bold. They're not going to be BCS. And I think they're going to have a, a signature win, maybe knocking off USC where USC is not expecting it type of type of win. Uh, yeah. They'll, they'll shock the, the Pac-12. They'll shock the national polls. Um, they're going to be a little uneven. I think talent wise, they're not there. One thing I would call out though, is everyone's sort of predicting like, oh, he needs to get his players in. He's got to get his culture in. You know, what we forget about though, is it's like a complete free agent market. Every single player is available. Yeah. He flipped the entire roster over and he yes, brought he over, did. I mean, Colorado already now has more five-star guys than most of the PAC 12 schools have like in their total rosters, right? You, you've got Oregon, you've got Washington, you've got You've got uh, SC outside of those and maybe UCLA, you know, they've got a handful of, of five-star guys already. So it's not like they're going to be devoid of talent. You know, they just, they yeah. need a year to be, to be big time contenders. And I don't love Dion, but I'm, I'm banking on him changing the culture, bringing the energy and, and then being good because of it. So. Yeah. So that's a good, that's a good call out. Who's your, who's your pick to win it all this year? a great question i hadn't even thought about that i would say i i would probably i mean the easy pick is is bama georgia yeah you know i think they're both in major transition though neither of them really are comfortable and know exactly who their quarterbacks are which is yeah. a little bit dangerous at this time of year although they've overcome at least bama's overcome that many times in recent past if ohio state had a returning quarterback i would be a little bit more there because i feel like they're They've had a couple of years where they're great, but not quite great enough. And Michigan's had their number. I could see that flipping. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like this is one of the few years where it's pretty wide open. It's pretty wide open. Generally open. I mean, I think you've only got seven or eight schools that can truly win. Yeah. It's Bama, Georgia, maybe Clemson, um, mm. but then definitely Michigan, Ohio State, and then SC, and maybe Oregon. Um, I would say those yeah. are kind of the the broader group that I think is legitimately in the mix. Everyone else is that's got, a good call. Yeah, everyone else has got big holes. Um, Who's your other, surprise team outside of that? The kind of usual suspects. Well, I think the team that could shock in the power five is, is Cal. I think Cal could win like eight or nine games and everyone's nice. like, wait, they're not even in a conference. Like what's going on here. The other team that I think is going to surprise people and return to prominence is Clemson, which I mentioned there. I think, yeah. I think they're, they're too good. They've got too much talent. They got yeah. good coaching. Like I could easily see them having a, another great year where they're like, and club Nick club Nick's definitely going to start. Yeah. And they're going to yeah. be like 11 and like, you know, 10 and one going into like mid to late November, yeah. right there in the mix. Um, yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't count them out. And I definitely went hard on Clemson in my, in the fantasy league. I'm, so I'm backing that up with actually picking okay. players. Like I, I think I picked up the kicker. I picked up the, one of the receivers. So I, I was sort of, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, it's not like I don't have club Nick and, and all that, but those guys were early picks. So. Yeah. Well, DC, I really appreciate you doing this. It's great catching up. Love it. Congrats on all the personal success. Um, (laughs) I appreciate it. I love your, I love the fact you've got the, you know, you've got the green state, like permanent residence, but you're spending a lot of time in the, in the golden state here in in California. That's right. Doing good work. That's right. Um, We got to keep this up. Maybe we'll we'll do some regular, you know, pickups and surprise and shocks as we get into the season. Yep. That sounds great. Thank you for having me, Josh. Before we leave. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. I said, 